Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Always a privilege sitting in for the great Charlie James with, you know, really, you guys are a fantastic audience, and I so appreciate all your comments. <laughs> Texter, great to have Heidi on the East Coast again. Busy day today, Heidi. Sunday night, early morning, and now for Charlie. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did my show last night in St. Louis. I did the morning show in St. Louis today, and now I'm doing Charlie's show because, ta-da, she can do it all. Yeah, I can't. it's just <laughs> a holiday, and I gave a couple of friends a day off, so, Yeah. Yeah. I always I love this. working with you, Heidi. It's the best. Oh, thank you. I did this on Martin Luther King Day. On the seventh day, God made Excedrin. So I'm good, babies. I'm good. <laughs> you know, in, in my bug out bag, this is what I have. Sunscreen and Excedrin. These are the priorities, my friends. Nothing wrong with, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, I'm good. I, I am good. And uh, it's always a privilege. You guys give me a lot of energy and it's fun. All right. I saw this column in USA Today. I read this stuff so you don't have to. All right. And, and I enjoy reading the other side. It's so fascinating to me. I went to lunch the other day, and this kind of dovetails into this column. Went to lunch with a lady that I know from a Bible study I'm in, and I'm not going to be too specific. Lovely lady, really nice, from Texas. I would have thought she'd have been a Trump supporter because here she is a Christian, and she's from Texas and all this kind of thing. Turns out she used to be a Republican. I don't bring this up. I'm just having lunch, okay? I'm not there to argue politics. It's what I do for a living. I don't need to do this at lunch. And... She brought up something about Trump. She said, well, I hope he, you know, rots in jail or something to that effect. And I thought, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> I can right? already tell you where this is going. <laughs> right. This uh, Check, please. Check. check. Just spit the food yeah. out. Check now. Check. Get what was that here. movie thing where you go, check. I don't need any more bread. Just get me out of here. I don't need to refill up my drink. Just give me the check. I want to get out of here. So she starts on that. And. It's difficult to deal with people who, it turns out she used to be a, uh, knows George Bush, I guess, or his family, and, and used to be a Republican, but since Trump, she's not a Republican anymore. So stay with that for, for a second. If you think about somebody saying something like that to you, I'm, I'm not a Republican anymore because of Trump. Okay, so does that mean that in every election from here on out, you're either going to stay home or you're going to vote for Democrats? who are doing, in my opinion, a lot of damage to America. You're going to vote Democrat for everybody now because you don't like one person? I mean, is that really? But she has no answer for that. And then she said something about, oh, but he had these, you know, he had these documents in his, in his house. I said, Biden had them in his garage under his Corvette. Well, well, Biden returned him. I said, who told you that, CNN? <laughs> I, I was, uh, and I, I don't want to get into this with people. But it w- here's what was interesting about it. 
and I have friends who are Democrats, it wasn't that, it was her anger toward Trump. And the assumption, this is the insulting part for me, and I did a whole podcast on this the other day. The insulting part for me is the idea that if you are a Trump voter, which I, I was twice and I'll vote for him again, if you vote for Trump, that you therefore are on board with this, 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 and this, right? You're okay with adultery. We know he's admitted to that. Uh, you know, you're okay with this. You're okay with that. I mean, talking about things like Taylor Swift, stop it. Just be quiet. Okay. No, I'm not on board with that. Don't tell me what I'm on board and not on board with just because well, I like exactly. XYZ. Well, that's exactly right. And, and the point is, and I said to her, I didn't, like I said, I tried not to get into it. And I said, do you remember when Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, talked about a baby already born and there would be a discussion as to what to do with it? Do you remember that? Of course, she didn't know that story. But no Democrat denounced him. He talked about a child that was already born and how they would keep the child comfortable. What? Just put it out by your front door like they used to do, you know, biblical times. Just put it out by the door and let it die if it's the wrong sex or whatever. Another girl, eh, you know, you don't want another boy, eh, just put it out. I mean, this is what he talked about. He basically was supporting infanticide. Not one Democrat denounced him. And I said, no one denounced him. So you're on board with that? Mm. She didn't know that story, of course. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the the point is... The assumption that because you are going to vote for a particular politician over another one, remember we wind up with like two choices. Okay, we might have, you know, one choice. I mean, you know, one maybe a third party or whatever, some gadflyer. Maybe the third party is legitimate. I don't know, but it comes down to two people. It came down to Trump and Hillary, and at the time. You know, I was thinking Trump wasn't my first choice or twelfth choice. All right, but when he was the guy, he was the guy. And it was him or her. And then it was Biden or Trump. I mean, <laughs> I like Ron DeSantis. I'm a Ted Cruz fan. I like a social conservative. Trump is not a social conservative. Now, are most politicians as socially conservative as I am? Certainly not. But I'm not going to get everything I want in a politician. And the way I look at it is when I vote for somebody, uh, it's a vote, maybe a vote for that person. And it may very well be a vote against the other side. And to me, and for a lot of people who voted for Trump you know, more than once, it's been a vote. It was a vote against Hillary and it was a vote against Biden. But this assumption that, be, well, yeah, what about this? And then she says to me, this is the greatest. Well, Trump's a narcissist. And, and I started laughing. I said, do you know a politician who isn't? <laughs> right? Yep. I, I, I mean, and, <laughs> and then she, this is the best one of all. She said, well, Biden goes to church. Congratulations. I'm not even making that up. This is a guy who's pro-abortion. And and he goes to church. Well, a lot of people go to church, okay? And it's amazing the roof doesn't cave in on them. Uh, I, I mean, what was interesting about it the most to me was the people, and I hate the term Trump derangement syndrome. I can't stand it because it's so talking pointy. But the truth is, these people are deranged a lot of times. In other words, anything that I would say about Biden, she put her hands practically, didn't literally, but she could have, put her hands over her, you know, ear, ear hands over ears and go, la, 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 I'm not listening, I'm not listening. That's really what it was. Everything Biden did was okay, got a free pass, and everything Trump did was evil, 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 orange man bad, evil, evil, evil. And as a Trump voter for, you know, two elections and possibly a third, 
I don't excuse everything Trump does, nor do I applaud everything he does. Never. I don't know anybody who, who votes for Trump who does. But it's so interesting that you completely, can completely ignore anything Biden does is, is okay. It's okay because, I mean, the guy can't even find his way off a of stage. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't work. He'll work a couple hours a day, take naps. They keep him out of public. We don't know what's going on in the White House. Can't do a press conference. The other day they trotted him out, as you know, and he got angry, tried to defend himself, can't talk, uh, mentioned the wrong leader of Mexico. I mean, the guy, <laughs> he's, he's gone. I mean, the hamster's, you know, the, the wheel's spinning, but the hamster's gone, and she won't admit it. And, I, I, and you're going to pick on Trump? And now it's fascinating. All of a sudden, all this information's coming out about, oh, they're saying, oh, Trump is not well. Oh, brother, really? Let's put Trump and Biden in a room and see who can do a crossword puzzle. Let's find put the Trump circle, in- find the square in the circle. Exactly. Let's put Trump and Biden in a room and see who can do Jeopardy if anybody watches that under 80, right? I mean, <laughs> but the it's intellectually dishonest to back somebody. I don't care who it is, Trump. Biden, whoever, to back a person and not acknowledge their failures as a human being, but still say, yes, I know, da-da-da-da-da, but I'm still going to vote for him because I don't like what the other side has to offer. Texture, you have to admit, though, if you vote for Biden, you support hair sniffing. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm rubbing exactly hairy what legs. I'm about. Yeah, I, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, that was kind of <laughs> gross. All right, so we're going to get to uh, this column about uh, – I love the title. Trump's questionable morality gets a pass from evangelical voters. I decided to ask why. And as an evangelical voter myself, I'm going to address this. And, of course, we'll always take your text on this. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307-71307. And the GS Plumbing Talk line 800 905 Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Oh, it's a privilege sitting for the great Charlie James. He returns tomorrow, taking a holiday off. Everybody needs that once in a while, and I always have a great time with this fantastic audience. Always fun. Got Brandon here, Stacy, having a great afternoon. Brandon, people are asking on the text line, by the way, let me give that number again, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307, 71307. By the way, just put that in your phone. 
put it on your phone under 989-WORD or Charlie's show or Tara's show or Bill Frady's show, whatever. Not, put 71307. That way you can instantly text when you have a thought that passes through your mind that you want us to uh, address here. Uh, people are asking you, my friend. Yes. Uh, they're asking us for some details on Trump's appearance in the upstate. And you have some details, do you not? Yes. So I'm I'm looking it up right now online. Now, I will say um, uh, it doesn't tell me exactly where he is going to be at. I, I know it's in, it is in Greenville. Uh, he is coming. He will be here tomorrow. Um, it's for a fundraiser. Now, if you think it's going to be free and blah, 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 you're going to be uh really like mouth hit the floor when you want to tell you this price hence the word hence the word fund razor yes fund money <laughs> when you when i mean money you got to have money so okay. just to attend this fundraiser in greenville it's going to be okay. sixty six hundred dollars a ticket okay okay All so right. if you and your husband want to go heidi just be prepared to spend thirteen thousand dollars um, well, now, that, I'd have gone to the Super Bowl. Okay, go ahead. Now, if you want to have your picture <laughs> taken with Donald Trump, that's going to be a luxury in itself. Just to get a picture with him is twenty three thousand two hundred dollars. Still cheaper than the tennis shoes. So you're you're looking at about thirty five <laughs> or almost forty thousand dollars to attend this, and we're going to highlight this word big time: fundraiser, folks. That's still cheaper than the sneaks are going on eBay. I'm just saying. But you know you're going to buy them, honey. You love those shoes. <laughs> the Trump sneakers. I love the gold sneakers. I would totally get a pair. Uh, I That's not it's a little slightly out of my budget for a pair of shoes, but they are very, very cool. Okay, so that's information. And Laura Ingram, where's she doing the uh, town hall with Trump? Um, let's see. It's town hall. Um, it, it, they're doing it in ta- uh, the conven- the Greenville Convention Center. Oh, that's right. Okay. Instead of Spartanburg as originally planned. Okay, got it. All right, so that's the town hall with Trump. And I don't know if their tickets are available. I know Texter earlier said they had tickets. I don't know if they can uh, do it or not. So, uh, and, and listen, look at this. Look at this. I just, just quickly searching the Internet, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, headline, train wreck. Internet slams Laura Ingram as Fox News host announces town hall with Donald Trump. What do you mean train wreck? I like Laura. I don't know her well, and I've met her a couple times. She's always been very nice. Um, what? What? Smart lady. Uh, what? This is, like you said, the Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, so, <laughs> Just prepare to get that wet checkbook out, folks. You're going to be dropping some money. I, I'm just trying to figure out why somebody is saying that it's, you know... Why are they criticizing Laura for doing this? He he's one of the most famous people in the entire world. You do this if you can. I'm you know I'm sure she's talked to him multiple times before that. But uh, you know the reason jealous. is it's because Trump is not your traditional politician. He's he is uh, for a like a better like of it. He runs his mouth, and we all know running your mouth doesn't always fit you well. That's the only issue is, is that he runs his mouth. He is not your traditional politician. That's why all the Democrats, they can't stand him because he's not the one for them first. He's for the people first. Well, newsflash for you left side, and I'm going to point this out for everybody to get. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry you don't like it, but guess what? It's a reality. The founding fathers are turning in their graves with how the Democrats are running this country nowadays because 
we got away from a monarchy to uh, be for the people. And Abraham Lincoln said it's for the people, by the people, in order to better themselves. Not what's better, our pockets first, second, third, fourth, and two tenth, and then other countries, and then maybe help ourselves. It's that, well, that's, that's what's going yeah. on right now. I mean, all politicians are for, you know, for themselves. And obviously, I do believe that Trump wants America to be strong. And yeah. he doesn't understand why people run around the world and make excuses uh, as if, you know, they're embarrassed that America is doing so well. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about this uh, column. And they're always doing this to Trump. They're always criticizing anybody who's evangelical who backs President Trump as if there's some kind of conflict. Now, let me just say before I get into this, we'll get into this after the break. What people have to remember, and I am speaking as an evangelical, I'll certainly I don't speak for all, but I don't, it's not that I think any politician is going to be the answer. And I remember in 2016, I was speaking at some Republican event, and a woman got up in front of me and she said, Well, Trump's going to save us. And I said, No, he's not. I said, If he could save us, he would be able to destroy us. He doesn't have that power. Now, he can certainly make life easier for us in some ways, and prices, hopefully, if Trump gets back in, hopefully prices will drop on food, on gas, on utilities, all these things, which is destroying the middle class, destroying the middle class, right? We know that. All of the normal people, like me, like Brandon, like you guys, most of you, normal people are really suffering right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kids can't move out on their own. They might be 20, 21 years old. Even if they've got a college degree, they can't get out on their own, get get even rent something, much less buy something. I mean, it's a very, very different world than it was a few decades ago. Can Trump turn things around? I hope so. I mean, he can't turn everything around. I think he can turn some things around, but I'm agreeing with you on this one. I don't think he's going to fix everything. I don't think it's going to be a switch and it fixes the whole world. No, nobody can. And the the thing that people need to understand is the issues that we have in this country, and we'll get to more of this afterwards, are spiritual. We have a spiritual problem in this country. We're calling good evil and evil good. For example, in the transgender situation, I'm not planning to talk about that today, but to give you an example, the idea that we're allowing people children to be turned into medical eunuchs trump's not speaking out against this not like he should be i don't know that i've ever even heard him talk about this these are the kind of things that are going on this is calling evil good and good evil and that won't change with whoever is occupying the white house that's up to us on a spiritual basis to make the correct decisions you cannot look to a politician and just because you want your bread and circuses cheaper i'm sure you know that phrase y'all if you don't know it uh, the poet juvenile in 100 AD coined that phrase, talking about giving people bread and circuses because it keeps them occupied. Now it's iPhones and reality TV, right? Food stamps and whatever. Bread and circuses take all kinds of forms. But if you just want cheaper bread and circuses, and that's why you want Trump back in office, and you're not going to be looking at some of the other things that we are allowing in this country right now that are evil, you're okay with that? This country's not going to get back on track. No. Trump's not going to have the power to turn this thing around. So you want the pain to go away. Everybody does. But you have to understand what the source of the pain is. And the source of the pain, yeah, in some ways it's Biden, but in some ways it's us. Right? Greed so we has keep really that kicked in into a lot of things, and that's also caused a lot well, of the pain. People are always greedy. You know, greed's, you know, I, I remember when they had the big housing situation in 2008, 2009. People said, oh, the banks are greedy. I remember oh, that too. Wait, let me get this straight. You paid four hundred thousand dollars for your house. Now it's worth three, and you want to walk? Who's greedy? Yep. Who's greedy? If the house was worth five hundred thousand now, you'd be happy to cash out. But since it's worth less, you want to walk. Who's greedy? 
There's plenty of greed to go around. The banks, the buyers of the houses, I mean, everybody's greedy. That's human nature. You know what they say, though? If it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck, then it must be a duck. <laughs> Folks, I'm, so. I'm going to break it to you. Heidi's breaking it to you right now. Trump is not going to flip a switch in this. No. And the next morning, the country is going to be perfect. January 20th comes, and he's he's being inaugurated. It's not going to be this, oh, my God, we're saved. We're going to be fixed. Gas no. prices are going to be $1.25 the next day. No, 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 no. It's going to take time. He has to kind of help resolve some of the issues that he can resolve. It's Absolutely. not going to be every one of them. Will we see prices go down? We might. Will we see we the might, cost of food sure. go down? We might. I'm not sure if that's but the problem. The we're, key we're, word there, folks, might. It yeah, might. That's right. We're not even sure. Okay, we're late. I'm taking a break real quick. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. Coming right back. Always a privilege sitting in for the great Charlie James. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line open 71307, 71307. All right. I saw this call the other day about evangelicals, and I see these all the time. Christian nationalism and evangelicals, why are they supporting Trump? And as I've said before, it comes down to, you know, him or him. I, I'm not voting for Biden or anybody they're going to put out there. So these are the choices, right? So this is from USA Today. Trump's questionable morality gets a pass from evangelical voters. I decided to ask why. And as I was just saying, I, I don't give anybody a pass. I'm not there to judge them, but I don't give them a pass. It's a question of these are our two choices. You know, every couple of years, this is these are our choices. And you sometimes choose somebody you think is going to be a little bit closer to what you you may. I know people who love, love, love Trump and people who just go, well, he's better than him or he's better than her. Right. So this is Chris Brennan from USA Today. He said, I asked some people who would know the consensus. Many evangelicals don't need Trump to be a person of faith or even a good person if they feel like he has their backs. Well, right. And remember, and I'm not here to get to give you a sermon, certainly not qualified. But when Jesus was walking the earth, if you believe that, which I do, he didn't tell his disciples, you know, I'd love to get this thing going. If we could just get rid of Herod. Okay, and that pilot, he's so corrupt. If we could get rid of, you know, he didn't, he never focused on that. He never focused on the people in charge because they were always out to get him. There was always corruption. It's nothing new in human nature. They were out for themselves. They were threatened by Jesus. They didn't like the idea that he was trying to, uh, you know, turn over their apple cart, literally. <laughs> right? <laughs> they didn't like it. They didn't like the challenge because if, if this is what some of the things they were saying, well, the people follow him. They won't follow us, which is nothing new. That's why during COVID, they tried to shut down the churches, and they did shut down the churches, and kept the liquor stores and the strip clubs and other places open. Pot places, pot stores and places where it's legal. They kept them open, and they shut the churches down because they don't want you to follow God. They want you to follow them. So when it's a situation like Trump, I, I'm not somebody who puts my faith in Trump. I'm not. I mean, I'm a Christian. I look at him as a person who has tried to do good things for this country in a lot of ways and has also done things in his personal life, like we've all done, that I'm not really thrilled about. Um, some of the things, you know, some of us have done, some of the things we haven't necessarily done, but we've all fallen short in some way in our personal lives. And so I just look at him as a human being who's flawed, like they all have been throughout, you know, human history. 
and you, you have to make a decision. Going back to this USA Today column, Troy Miller, he says, who heads the Association of National, National Religious Broadcasters, will have Trump address the group's International Christian Media Convention in Nashville this week. He's, and he was talking about, uh, he said, people feel like Trump understands them. He said, even though some of his life doesn't fit into their personal lifestyle or morality, they still feel like he gets them. Right. They do. They feel like Trump understands that we don't want to pay the amount of money we're paying for groceries and food. And we don't want a border that's overrun. These are things that are, to me, pretty simple. And district attorneys who let people off with a slap on the wrist and this nonsense is going on. I don't know if you guys have seen this. You know what happened in Minnesota the other day where these the two police officers and a paramedic were killed by a guy. They went to his house. You know why you haven't seen a picture of him? Because he's black. That's why. That's They never want to. Sh- if it's a white guy with a MAGA hat, we'll see that, right? Uh, so, But a, the guy had a criminal record, was a violent person, had a violent history. Eh, eh. Slap on the wrist, put his last things down. That's where we are. This is what happens. Innocent, amazing heroes are killed by lowlifes who are wandering the streets because people don't want to take action in these district attorneys all over the country. These are the things that Trump is very much against. That's what we are very much against also. I don't know how anybody, I don't care where you sit, left or right, how any human being can be on board with what's going on with these DAs all over the country who don't have, I I don't know what they're thinking. They don't want to prosecute anybody. And it's not even a racial issue a lot of times. They just don't want to prosecute anybody. They want the, the cities and towns overrun, people stealing all kinds of things. Uh, it's just crazy land. And nothing happens to these people. Recently, I had a friend who had some squatters take over a rental property. And when the police got there, the house was full of designer handbags, all of which had been stolen. You don't think you and I pay for this in the end? We do, because we pay higher insurance rates. And the stores probably have insurance, but we're all paying for this. I don't understand how any district attorneys anywhere cannot prosecute some of these people who deserve it. But they don't want to. And that's a big problem. Anyway, going back to this USA uh, column, uh, USA Today column, he said, Brad Atkins, a Baptist preacher for a church with more than 3,000 members in Spartanburg County, was one of more than 100 faith leaders who endorsed Trump ahead of South Carolina's Republican primary for president this Saturday. He said, regardless of how overt he is with his faith, he always made faith something he was a stalwart for, according to Brad Atkins. Now, what's interesting about that is, speaking as a Christian, I don't, you don't have to share my faith. But if you're willing to defend my faith, I'm good with that. I'm a staunch defender of Israel. I'm not Jewish. I'm very pro-Israel, but... I, and not everybody in Israel is, you know, there are people who are Christians or evangelicals who live there. But I'm not, you know, I would defend your right to be Jewish, Muslim, anything else. Pray to a tree. I don't care. You have the right to do that. I would defend your right to do that. And I don't know that Trump's ever opened a Bible. I don't know that. You don't know that. But that doesn't matter because he's a lot closer to protecting the rights that matter to me than Biden is. And that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. And, you know, they just can't, they can't stand it. Here's another one. John Fay, a history professor at Messiah University in Pennsylvania. He said it's a contractual relationship between Trump and his evangelical supporters. He said he delivers for them. They tolerate it. Right. We do. Because, once again, we're not looking for, uh, you know, a pastor here. We want a president to lead the country the best he can and make better decisions than the other guy or the other girl. That's what it comes down to. 
Then he goes on to say the politics of character in American evangelicalism is over. It's all policy driven. Okay. Well, you know what? You know, there was a time that we cared about this. I still care about how you, you know, treat your spouse. Have you been married multiple times? All these kind of things matter to me. Of course they do. But once again, this is where we are. And it's Trump versus Biden. At least that's the way it looks right now. Who knows? But it's it's crazy. Texter, Trump's questionable morality, like heading up a family crime syndicate. Right, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's absolutely true. That's what it comes down to. I mean, you you haven't seen, uh, you know, Trump's kid, uh, you know, out there doing drugs and and being used. And that's what I wanted to say to my friend the other day that I had lunch with, who was uh, such an anti-Trump guy. And I wanted to say, well, Trump's kids, not none of his kids are crackheads. None of his kids are being used by as bag men by their dad. I mean, (laughs) it's crazy. You know what Tara calls them, right? What? The Biden crime family. Oh, yeah, she does. And she's right about that. They They are are the absolute Biden crime family. They are terrible. They commit so many uh, felonies, and then they're trying to brush it under the rug and say it's all Trump's fault for them doing that. And and nobody cares. And and that's the truth. Texture, uh, let's see. Uh, I would vote for Trump solely based on whose enemies are. Isn't that the truth? Have you ever seen any? I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime, what they're doing to Trump going after him to to try to say that he was lying about the, the values of properties on loans that he got and paid back. I mean, before banks loan you money, they check you out thoroughly, don't they? Especially that kind of money. They lost no money. He paid these loans back. And the interest, he paid it all, he paid it all back in full and they wanted to pay again. It's, that, that makes it's no sense. Un- Unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable. Texture, by all accounts, Jimmy Carter was a very moral and faithful man to his wife, but he's a terrible president. Yep, absolutely. Moral character does not equate to great policy for the country. Like, yes, absolutely, Texture. And like I said, it, it's not a question of having a perfect person lead the country. You want somebody who's trying to make the best decisions to help the country. And when it comes to your personal relationship with God, that's between you and God. It's between Trump and God. It's between anybody and God. But we as a nation have turned away from God as a nation. Everybody wants to ascribe all these moral failures to Trump as if he's the only guy who's ever, oh my gosh, all these evangelicals are perfect people, but Trump? Trump's a sinner. Oh, really? Really? You gossip much? That's a sin. Did you know that? Bible says a whole lot more about running your mouth than it does who you sleep with. Did you know that? Or do you not read your Bible? Hmm. Just a thought. I'm Heidi Harrison for Charlie James, coming right back. Good afternoon. Always a privilege sitting in for the great Charlie James. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is open, 71307. 71307. Like I keep saying, put this in your phone. Put it under 99Word or Tara or Charlie or Bill Frady or whatever. Put it in there, and that way you can instantly text us. If you hear me say something interesting or Charlie or Tara or Bill that you want to comment on, that's 71307. And the Car Pro Talk Line, 800-905-0989. We're talking about this whole idea of Trump being an imperfect person. And it's so interesting because the people who, one of the textures made a great point, the people who criticize Trump for his imperfection are not exactly the ones following God, are they? Right? 
<laughs> they're not the ones doing that. They're just saying that, oh, Trump's not perfect. But they, as I mentioned earlier in this lunch that I had with this Trump hater, they don't pay any attention to what Biden does. Absolutely none. They make excuses for everything he does. And then they go ahead and criticize Trump for everything. So, yeah, should it be the kind of situation where we vote for a man or a woman? And by the way, you get no points from me if you're a female running for office. Zero points for that. If you've got nothing to say, you've got nothing to say. But the man or woman who has been married for a long time faithfully, yeah, that's important to me. Raise their family well, that's important to me too. Uh, but we don't get people like that that often. Many people who run for office, left and right, by the way. Uh, you know, they... Uh, I was going to talk about a story, but, you know, a lot of times they'll sacrifice their family for their ambition, right? And I put more of that on the woman than I do the man. I mean, when your kids are little, they need their mom there. And I've seen politicians do it. I actually know somebody whose daughter murdered her father, murdered her. They, they had been divorced for a long time, but she killed her father at 16 and the mom's running for office again. I, I, at what point do you have some shame and go, I think I might want to focus on my other kids and make sure they're okay psychologically. No, your kid's doing life and you want to run for office again. I mean, talk about, I want to, I'm hitting my head, my hand on my forehead right now as I'm telling the story. People, you know, they will sacrifice anything for their ambitions a lot of times. And I'm not impressed with that. Republicans do it as much as Democrats do. But at the end of the day, would you rather have somebody in office who's a conservative? If, if these are your choices, are they more conservative than the other person? That's really what it comes down to, seems to me. I mean, I, you're not going to find a perfect person. We're not voting for a pastor here. We're voting for a flawed person. Texter, ever heard of a guy named King David? Right. Here's a guy who, who had an affair with Bathsheba, sent her husband to his death, sent him into battle and had all the troops back away from him so that he would be killed in battle to cover the fact that he got her pregnant. And then later on, you know, David had a change of heart and straightened himself up and God said he was a man after God's own heart. So all of us are flawed. All of us are sinners. And, uh, but it, and listen, everything you've ever learned in your life, here's a breaking piece of news. Everything you've ever learned in your life, you've learned from a sinner. Your parents, your boss, your professors, your teachers, everything you've ever learned in your life, you've learned from a sinner. You go on YouTube, you watch some video about how to, you know, redo a car. Guess what? A sinner put that video up. Oh, no. Right? Much more to come on the Charlie James Show. I'm Heidi Harris. Follow me. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Rumble. Heidi Harris Show. Heidi Harris Show. Heidi Harris Show. Coming right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.